Welcome to the All-Star Networking Podcast. It's the show where you hear from a new expert each week on how to build an all-star network, increase business sales, grow careers, find a job, or enrich your life. Let's get it started. From the Midtown Global Market in Minneapolis, here's your host, Kathy Paper. Welcome, everyone, to the All-Star Networking Show. I'm Kathy Paper here at the Midtown Global Market. As always, Matt Tell, the trusty producer and executive director of Friends of the Global Market. Joining me today is Ann Pryor, the lovely Ann Pryor, so talented, so amazing, that when I said you get to introduce yourself, I really wanted to say, she's amazing. If you don't know her, you need to know her. You need to look her up on LinkedIn and know everything about her because I'm so excited to have this conversation with you. So thank you for being here at the market. Oh, you're welcome, Kathy. It was an honor. I was surprised. I'm a super networker that you invited me, so I'm really happy to be here. And Matt, thanks for hosting us today. I've already spent about $200 here shopping this morning. I um, really enjoy facilitating meaningful connections, and I do that person to person, and I do that person to soul. And I have been um, tagged as a LinkedIn whisperer and a LinkedIn doctor. I spend so much time on LinkedIn each day, and I really want to help people look great, be found and get known using that tool. In the last few years, I have been given a gift of soul painting or spirit painting. And so I paint, and you can see my images now at Mayo Clinic and uh, in a Pulitzer Prize winner's homes and on products sold worldwide. It's a very interesting story. So. Feel free to stop me and ask me sometime about it. It's a great story. And I've seen you do the painting with the straws and the breath work. And Matt got some note cards. They're just beautiful and, and lovitude. So Thank you. But, Anne, you are a phenomenal networker. So I think that's interesting that you are surprised that you're an all-star networker because of all the people that I know that teach people how to make connections. You really know how to have people make those meaningful connections so that everybody can do their greater good. I'm surprised that you use the word surprise, and I'm not just saying that, but you're a really good teacher about it. So maybe we just start at the beginning of thoughts on networking in your role or in your work experience. Yeah. So or life you, experience. Even. Sure. When you um, you know ask me that question, I go back to when I was a young person in a small town. I grew up in Redwood Falls, Minnesota. And everybody was there to help each other and lift each other up. And I didn't know about hierarchy and I didn't know um, anything about, you know, discerning other people. Um, there was a man in town that was my dad's boss. My dad was the uh, CFO at the bank and then he became the chairman of the bank. Ed Johnson was his name and he owned movie theaters in Olivia and Redwood Falls. And he also was the banker. And Ed knew everyone's name all around southwestern Minnesota. And he would greet people and he would ask about your family. And that man, when he passed away, I think he'd probably written more than 5,000 letters of recommendations for kids to go to college or for their first jobs. And so at a very early age, I learned how to just care for people from my folks and from my community. And when I moved to the big city and I took my first job at 21 at Valley Fair in sales and marketing, 
I, of course, didn't know any better, and that's what I thought we all did. And one of my favorite hobbies, Kathy, was reading the Sunday newspaper. You know, the job yes. um, interview, the job uh, postings. You know, at that time, they had the human resources, people's names and phone numbers listed. And so I began networking with those people because that's whom I sold to. Well, we have an interesting connection. Harvey McKay, I sold him their first company picnic at McKay Envelope. So he and his staff came out to the picnic grounds, and as we're sitting there eating chicken, I go up to Harvey and thanked him for bringing his group out, and he said to me, the first thing he said to me is, Ann, how are you managing your network? And I thought, gosh, that's really an interesting question, Harvey. Can you tell me more about it? Did you hear what I just did? Instead of saying, I have no idea what you're talking about, I turned it around to ask a question. And then we began engaging. So when I'm stuck, Kathy, I always ask a question, right? So Harvey began sharing with me his 66-step process, and he actually pulled a book out of his pocket, right? And it's still <laughs> on his website today. I love the McKay 66. I know. And so I gave that book out from 21 to now 62 years old. So I've probably given out more than 6,000 of his books. And, of course, I send everybody to his website. But the bottom line is they were the same principles I learned growing up as a child in my hometown, where we really cared for each other, lifted each other up, were concerned for each other, looked out for each other. And so that's how I began my networking. But Harvey said something to me that really pivoted me. And what he said is, Anne, if you really want to get in the game in this town, you need to volunteer, and you need to volunteer for organizations where the players play. And so I love sports, Kathy, like you do. I played tennis in high school and college and basketball in high school and college. And Super Bowl was coming to town. And Wayne Kostrowski started Taste of the Nation. Yep. And Phil Bender was a colleague of mine at Valley Fair. And Phil said, Ann, will you run the silent auction for Taste of the Nation the first time? That was the best thing I ever could have done because I met every CEO in town, CFO, marketing person, and invited them to contribute to this wonderful cause. And so that really launched my connection strategy. When I went out and asked on behalf of the goodness of, of our community to lift people up, and I realized the niches, if you will, in town. Remember, like cliques in high school? There's certain kinds of cliques, and I'll bet you, like I, we went from one clique to another. I didn't belong to anyone in particular. Right. And so it was the same thing I realized coming from that small community, coming to a large community. It was basically giving back, asking, thanking, acknowledging, and get all the players together. I, I love that. I've got a, I, there's so many pieces there one is that you said you weren't part of any click and i'm just thinking we're at midtown global market where matt you always say everyone is welcome and so even though i think people think clicks you know are not always the greatest thing it's like we all build community we're all part of one big ecosystem you know to be in that so when you worked on your clicks or found different pockets um that's an interesting piece i do have to go just once more talk about Harvey uh, McKay when you mentioned that because I did just see him this morning and when you talk about sports 
So we're part of a group, a, a sports group that uh, brings in speakers and does things, but they also donate. They donate back to the schools to help kids that don't have, can't afford uniforms in the cities, things like that. So I love that years ago he shared get involved, volunteer, because volunteering and being really engaged in the community is such a part of that connection strategy. Right. And one of the things about that volunteering, which I tell all of my folks today starting out or getting back in the game, do something you love where people you want to hang out and then try a new skill when you're doing it. So don't be afraid to sign up for the finance committee or the welcome committee or the membership committee or the fundraising committee right being a part of that yeah so you've got this network now you've come from um redwood falls right and now you're in the big city and you're at valley fair and i love that you've got the phone numbers from the newspaper and start building your contact list then how do you somebody that's just starting building their list how do they do it now or what are some of the tools i know you have a lot of show and tell so i'll take pictures and then Maybe put them on social media or think about how we share with people. But how do you start building that network? Well, first of all, you need to be self-aware, right? So the self-awareness piece is, honestly, you got to love yourself. You, you've got to realize that you're worthy, you have value, you have something to share, and we all need your gifts. And so that starts really from the inside. Kathy, you and I have been to events where we see people who are you know, so shy or don't realize they have anything to share. And it's a little uncomfortable for everybody. So it starts from the inside. And then many times I'll take people to events. So I'll help them work the room and show them how to work the room. Nobody will know we're doing that together. Right. The other thing is start with what you love. So I brought a tool and I call it Anne's Hub Strategy. And so if everyone could just take out a pencil and a piece of paper, and I'd like you to draw the five Olympic rings on a piece of paper. Kathy, go ahead. Okay. So three on the top and two underneath, okay, the Olympic rings. And just name it, Kathy's Hub Strategy, because this is your hub strategy. So let me give you some context. Uh, about 20 years ago, I wanted to go to Madeline Island, just north of Wisconsin, and I didn't have a map because I'm really highly intuitive. You guys, it took me seven hours to get there, and I bought a map, and it took me three hours to get home. So what I'm telling people right now is if you don't have a strategy, you don't know who you want to connect with, you're going to be wasting time and feeling really uncomfortable. So this hub strategy, I'd like you to write down, Kathy, the five industries or sectors that you're most interested in connecting with. So let me just give you an example. If you're a young person starting out, maybe in sales, and it's maybe in the financial sector, one of the hubs might be bankers. Another hub might be CPAs. Another hub, let's say you played baseball in high school or college, or maybe hockey, or were a cheerleader. Maybe you want to find those people that are like-minded. Then maybe you have a spiritual affiliation. And then maybe you love music. So maybe there's a music affiliation. So when you have these five hubs, I want you then to target the meetups, the organizations that you're most interested in, and then who you want to connect with within those organizations. Let me give you an example. I used to create technology solutions at Carlson Marketing, and I was in charge of wellness, innovation, and channel marketing. Well, I was basically in product development and technology. 
you guys, I'm not a technologist. I'm a connector, right? And I'm, I'm a visionary in understanding connection. Well, I ended up going to the Product Management Association of Minnesota. There were engineers from 3M. I had nothing in common at all. Nothing. I was in the wrong group. The only way I could bridge the network was walk around and see who liked basketball. So then I could at least <laughs> talk about basketball. But I realized it was there weren't my peeps. I never attended again. But I did get a sense of who attended and where I really had a better fit. So if you don't have a good fit, you're going to be uncomfortable, right? So here's your five hubs. And then I'd like you to draw. So my, do, wait, I have a question because yeah. I've done this exercise with you before, but I want to make sure. Do I do a different circle? Say if I want professional services, do I do one for accountants and then another one for lawyers? Or do I do? I would. You I do would. separate ones. I would, yes. Because here's the next step. I want you to draw three like bike spokes out from each of the circles. Three bike spokes out. And on the top spoke, I want you to put the number 40. Because I want you to target 40 companies in each of these hubs. So if Kathy wants 40 lawyers, that's different from accountants. That's why I wanted her to put it in different hubs. So you're going to start with 40. And I want you to follow those companies on LinkedIn. And I want you to do your research. Underneath the 40, I want you to write the number 2. Because I want you to think about connecting with two buyers, hiring managers, or people of influence in each of those 40 companies. So now we have a real strategic connection strategy. So Kathy asked me how to young people start out. You need to be self-aware and you need to have a roadmap plan about who it is you want to connect with and why you want to connect with them. The second hub would be the number 20. I want you to connect with 20 recruiters if you're looking for a job. I want you to connect in 20 groups on LinkedIn. I want you to connect with 20 groups outside of LinkedIn. Like I just told you, I went to the product management group, which was not the right group for me. Then I ended up going to a wellness group, which was a perfect group for me. The last spoke, I want it to be the number 20 as well. This 20 changed my life. The 20 in the last, in the last spoke are referral partners. 100% of my business these days are referral partners. I will not even take clients that are not referred to me by others. You know why? Because 60% of business is done with people we know or? Yes, and I don't have to sell a thing. Because my referral partners have already sold the whole program in and now I get to just start and act. Because I'm very practical, I'm actionable, and I want immediate results. And I really don't want to spend an hour trying to sell my services. So when other partners refer people to me or you, Kathy, the deal is done. Yep. If you don't know what you're selling or what you have to offer, then you got to figure that out. Because if you're not clear, people aren't clear what they can refer or who they can refer to you. I, I love this. I'm going to take a deep breath, though, so that the people that are writing their circles can look back at their circles, you know, the, the five circles. And then the first number is the 40. 40 so companies 40 you want companies, to follow. And then two decision makers in the company. Yes. So which is interesting. I'm helping my daughter look for a job and she hasn't heard from one of the decision makers. And I said, well, what about the other people you in interviewed with? Could you call them? And so that would be where you want two people. 
That's right, right. Inside the organization. So here's the deal, Kathy. When I work with CEOs of sales organizations, I ask them, what is the one frustration you have with your sales teams right now? And bar none, they all say, my sales team has not circled the wagons. They have not gone deep into organizations. So when someone goes out on maternity leave, somebody goes on a trip to Hawaii, somebody wins the lottery, we don't have another contact in there. So that is the number one issue. So that's why I start with two and then we move spread out. Perfect. That's a network and not a connection. So a network is different, obviously, than a connection. A connection is a person. A network is a group of people. So I want to network within each of these hubs. And then I want to know who my core networker is in each of these hubs. So who is the spider at the center? And that's the person I want to huddle with very frequently. Okay. So let's punctuate that again, because this is, as I said, Anne's a, you're an all-star networker. So for anyone listening, the difference between a network and a connection, just, just think about that for one second, because I would say that's such a big idea when you're just growing you're like you think oh i just have to build a network without purpose without without the goal as you said meaningful connections i remember when you first named your business meaningful connections i'm like well aren't isn't every connection meaningful and often people it's it's too transactional for it to really be a connection yeah So Kathleen Crandall and I named that business Meaningful Connections for that very purpose. But I just want to punctuate again. A network is a spider web of people, and in the center is a master connector. So if you can think of these five hubs as a network, and then the people are the connections. That's why when you say, let's network, I never say that. I say, let's visit to create a connection, to grow your network. So now we understand strategy matters first. You need to know yourself. You need to know where the heck you're going or it's going to take you three times as long to get there. And then here's my frustration. They don't know the ask. People don't know why they're even connecting with people. Well, let's talk about that. Let's talk about the ask because I I see that too with people. But you have a very good way of getting people comfortable with their ask. How do you coach them with that or so if, if somebody calls me and they want to have a visit, a coffee meeting, the first thing I say to them in an email is, bring me questions you're interested in knowing from me. In other words, do your research. Bring me insights that you want to share about yourself and tell me two people you want to meet, two companies that you're targeting, two industries that you care about, and two fun facts that you're interested in learning more about. So in other words, before we meet, I've asked them to do Mm pre-work because we know how valuable our time is, you guys. I don't want to waste theirs and I don't want to waste mine. So people have already, presumably, you give them the question or they've done their hub strategy a little bit or they've thought about it so they know who are those two people they want to meet. Right. And then in the visit with them, I ask them what value that they can bring to these people. So... My visit sessions are really coaching sessions. And let me tell you the truth. I lost two jobs in 24 months back in 2008. And I had so many networking meetings, you guys. I I gained 40 pounds (laughs) for lunch meetings. And when I got a job, it was through LinkedIn. 
and through an old friend that I hadn't talked to in seven years. And I never burn a bridge. And so she was so willing to help me. I was 40 pounds overweight. So then I decided, well, how am I going to get this weight off? So I joined a Nordic walking certification course. So then I became certified. Then I held group Nordic walking sessions at the Arboretum where I became a member. So I had a whole different niche or clique of people now that care about wellness and maybe needed to lose a few pounds that love to walk outside. And then I began my connection meetings doing Nordic walking at the Arboretum or around Lake Minnetonka or Calhoun or Lake Minnewashita now is my favorite spot where I teach them. So now I use a motion process, right? We move. Now, Kathy, you're taking notes on your new rocket book. I am. I am. This is the first. Um, Matt and I both got gifts today. Thank you, Anne. Uh, did you know my love language is gifts? So yes, I'm super I did. touched. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is a rocket book, which if you don't have one, everybody, you can do a QR code afterwards. I can upload my hub strategy by just taking a picture with the QR code. So That's right. And you can gift. wipe it off because I'm so sick of wasting paper. So you just wipe it off with a wet uh, napkin and you keep the book and reuse it. So it's great. Yeah, you'll enjoy it. But can I, I, I want to ask a question because, again, you and I, we've never gone on a walk together, so we should put that on our list of things to do. But do you find that people show up differently when they're doing something like leading with the Nordic walking yes. versus saying, let's go get coffee and let me tell you why I need you to buy my consulting services? Yes. So you know, Kathy, that I... Um, coach around spiritual awakening and there is a three brain model friends it's created by george gurchief who also was instrumental in the enneagram and george gurchief said that you are awakened with three different brains in your being the first brain is your intellect your brain the second one is your heart or your emotion and the third one is your physical body and movement So over the past few years, I have embraced that strategy to have visits where we're moving. Now, of course, COVID threw a wrench in that with the Zoom, and now I'm at it full force. Great. So yes, they show up completely differently, and I get to go deeper with them. I'm a fan of vision boards, Yeah. of doing a vision board of what do you want, what do you want to create, who do you want to meet what do you want to be? And, and that will tap into your soul. I really believe like a vision board or something, it's a different way of framing. You, you embody it. So the necklace you're wearing, can I ask about, have you share with the listeners about that? Because not only do you do the, the paintings and the, what do I call it? Breathwork paintings? Love it to soul paintings. Soul paintings. But the, the jewelry. Yes. So love it L-O-V-I-T-U-D-E means love and gratitude inspired by spirit. And this symbol came to me in 2005 when I was getting my master's degree in holistic health and well-being from St. Mary's University. That was when I woke up, friends. At 47, I finally woke up. And so that's the necklace that I wear, and it's the symbol on all my paintings. We now have 4,000 paintings, and they're painted through me by spirit. And I do it with a straw and I drip ink on plastic and I blow with my breath and you can go to the website and you can see it. So it sounds like a really unusual thing. And it is, 
but there's actually a genre of art called spirit painting, and it was just at the Minneapolis Institute of Art last month in the Supernatural exhibit. Oh, really? So it's a unique genre, and the art that I do has been said that the colors replace pain with love and joy. So think about that, friends, as you're walking through your day. Do you use all three of those brains at work, you know, with your family, when you're out in nature? Okay, so friends, you might be hearing me pull out a lot of models. And that's because I use my thought leadership when I teach and coach. And what I teach and coach would be people to have a point of view and a thought leadership. Otherwise, you're just talking or liking or commenting or maybe sharing, but you're not saying anything that adds great value. So when I see a problem, a situation, an opportunity, I create a model around it and a process because then it's replicable, sustainable, actionable, and practical. So Kathy, you've created models for your thought leadership events, for your networking teaching, right? And that's what you talk about. So another model that I want you guys to pull out, a piece of paper and a pencil, please. Could you please make a big T on a piece of paper? On okay, the... I got a big T. Hold okay. on, I had to flip my paper. Okay. Big T. Name it top 33. Top 33. So this is your top identified 33 people that you want to target. So on the left-hand side of the T... Write number five at the top. And then along the left spine of the T, write one, two, three, four, five. On the right side of the T. You get to play mini golf. Yes. <laughs> on the right side of the T, write a number five at the top. And then on the right side of the spine, one, two, three, four, five. On the left, and one, two, three, four, five down on the right. At the very bottom of the T, I want you to write a down arrow and the number 33 on each side. Okay, here's the big idea. I want you to get to 33 people that you're going to connect with on the left side and 33 people on the right side. And let me tell you the difference. On the left side are people who refer you business already, people who refer you the best fishing holes, the best dates, the best knitting, the best recipes the best parking spots, the best shopping. Okay. So I can name mine right off the bat, right? I know who my top 33 people are. Kathy is one of them, Lenny, George, Ryan, Kathleen, Jenny, Kat, Risa, and I can go down my list, okay? Now, on the right side are people that you refer to. I want you to write the list of people that you refer people to. You guys, this is huge because when I ask my clients who refers business to you, they can't give me the list. And then I say, who do you refer business to? They can't give me the list. So then I go back to their hubs and their network and I see that they have holes because they haven't built trusted relationships. Okay, so Kathy's writing down all her people right now, at least starting with the top five. Then she's thinking about the people that she refers to. See, I have a six-step process. I help people look great by building their LinkedIn profile and helping them with their online branding and strategy. I help them be found by creating the right network connections. I help them 
um, get known by creating a thought leadership strategy. I help salespeople write copy so they can use the sales navigator and get better connections more meaningfully. I help them measure, monitor, and adjust. That investment is this much money. It takes this much time. Lucy, would you be comfortable keeping me top of mind for all things LinkedIn and soul work? Of course I would, Anne. Every day on LinkedIn or twice a week, I'll like, I'll comment, I'll share their stuff. I'm always top of mind. That's the problem with people who are in a job for five years then out. I immediately know when they're in a job search because then they Then they like, reach out. But otherwise, they don't show up. Just like our stuff. Just comment. Just reach out with and, a connection. And how much time do you recommend people spend, whether it's in LinkedIn or you said you met with the person, are you, um, are you on LinkedIn? I mean, you're on LinkedIn more than the average person, but what do you recommend to some of your clients that are wanting to build a network online? 30 minutes a day on LinkedIn. And the three times would be seven to nine coffee time. Noon, lunchtime, and 5 to 6 p.m. Coffee time, lunchtime, or dinner time on LinkedIn. Best days are Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturday mornings, which has been a shift. And Kathy, you and I both worked with Stuart Emery, right? Mm -hmm. Built to Last, the book, yep. remember? Yep. And he told me, Anne, the happiest people in the world are people who have been doing something in a disciplined and deliberate practice and approach for 10 years or 10,000 hours. The problem is we don't have 10 years or 10,000 hours, but the disciplined and deliberate practice and approach is what matters. And that's why I'm showing you all my tools today. This is great. Discipline and deliberate. So, okay, the T, I've got my T. I, I was a little slow on writing my T and my people down, but how did I get to 33? Did, did you say that and I missed it? You keep going down the list, right? You got one through five. You keep going down to the people who are... Referring you business. And guess what? If you don't have 33, then you need to go out and build 33. Because now we've got 66 people. They each have 450 connections. You're never going to run out of business. So, but I, which I thought was a brilliant strategy. Um, I also know that you are, though, very generous. Do you still take the phone calls in the I morning? Do. So I so, pivoted. So yeah. now I take phone calls about five a day from 7.33 a.m. to 8.33 a.m. Central Time. My phone number's on my LinkedIn profile, and I love to take their questions and situations. It really helps me get a feel of the marketplace to see what the situations are out in the marketplace, what struggles people are having, and how I can immediately connect them. So I do take phone and Zoom calls, 7.33 to 8.33 a.m. Yes. You know, here at the market... Midtown Global Market, where there are 30 entrepreneurs, and has sampled three, four, maybe in this stop, we're going to go have lunch somewhere today. We'll think about where we're going to go. Such diversity here. So that's why I'm thrilled to have you here as a guest. And excellent. Any any parting things? Did we get through all your models, Anne? We did, Kathy. <laughs> um, thanks for inviting me, Kathy and Matt. I'm honored to be here. Well, Money are super networkers. You're and amazing. thanks for everything you do in our community, Kathy. Excellent. Excellent. Thank, Thank you, you so much. 
Thank you for listening to the All-Star Networking Podcast with Kathy Paper. To learn more about strategic networking and making impactful connections, visit rockpaperstar.com. Please join us in supporting the Midtown Global Market as a vital community resource that supports small business, cultural diversity, and free or low-cost programming. Reach us at friendsofglobalmarket.org.